Hey everyone, welcome in to another episode of Real Sports Talk by Naraj. Everybody's doing well on this Thursday. We are closing in on the weekend. It's January 21, 2021. Oh man, so a lot of things supposed to happen this weekend. More college basketball, more NBA games, UFC. And of course, the biggest thing, the conference championship games in the NFL. Can't wait for that. We'll be breaking down those games um, in some time. I can't wait to see what happens and what storylines will come out of those games. Um, but we're almost there, and I'll be previewing those games um, sometime very soon. So today, I want to kick off things by recapping a couple of NBA games that took place yesterday. Um, you know, obviously we're getting the early season matchups that uh, some are back-to-back games, some are just you know off schedule, some are being postponed due to you know contract tasted, contract tracing and health safety protocols. Um, so there's a lot to be kind of you know figured out with the NBA as they kind of navigate towards March and the halftime break or the first break. You know, they will have. Um, but yesterday, all eyes were probably on the Nets' big three debut. Um, and yes, they had a big three like way back, but that was just Paul Pierce and you know Garnett and you know whatever else was there. Um, can't remember everything about that. But the Nets' big three here debut of you know James Harden, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving uh, made their debut yesterday as a group yesterday. Um, and obviously the Nets are aspiring for a championship. That's what they made these moves for. Um, so, you know, just one game only. Um, at least all three of them have been on the court, and that was yesterday. Um, and so they have a lot of work to do, a lot of things to get right um, as the season wanes on. But yesterday they uh, lost to the Cleveland Cavaliers. 147 to 135 in double overtime. Some of the noble scoring performances. Durant with 38 points. He shot 12 to 25. Could have been could have been better at times with his shot. You know, just some easy misses. Some of the things that's not, you know, falling the, his way. But you know, overall he put up still put up 38 points, which is pretty impressive. You had Kyrie Irving, you know, play after six games or so. He looked pretty. Uh, he looked pretty good. Uh, he was doing his usual thing. Had 37 points, 15 of 28 shooting. Um, and James Harden was the one who had about 14 shots, 21 points. So you look at that. You know, every guy in this game, every superstar in this game. You know, Durant, Irving, and Harden. They all showed what they can bring to the table on this Nets team. Everybody uh, kind of flashed and showed how they could play together um, at times. You know, Kyrie Irving obviously doing his usual thing of dropping dimes and you know dropping handles and stuff like that. Great to see that. But obviously he's been out for some time now, so getting that chemistry back with the rest of the teammates and guys will be a little bit work in progress. But we know that he's back now and he's expected to play now. Um, you know, all the games that are coming up ahead, you know, we know that, you know, 
one of these three uh, will have to make a sacrifice in terms of something that they do really, really well. Um, you know, and it may just come come to be, uh, you know, that Harden is probably the one I believe in my mind will be the one to really kind of, you know, sacrifice more so than the rest of them because, you know, Harden joined a situation where he has KD, he's got Kyrie Irving, you know, Harden around him, he has great shooters, great guys um, who have the ability to knock down shots. Um, so I think Harden will be the facilitator for the Nets more so than Kyrie Irving will be going forward. Um, but you look at it, you know, the Nets' big three, uh, they brought it offensively. Uh, Jeff Green played pretty well. You know, I think he had about 14 points, 15 points. I think the biggest thing to watch out for is to see how does Joe Harris kind of fit into all of this. How does he play? Because, you know, he did struggle yesterday. He could play better. Um, but they need him to be a much better shooter, uh, especially when you know one of them goes to the bench or they try to rotate this roster, uh, you know, this, this schedule around. You know, you got to be able to have Joe Harris knock down shots. Um, you know, you got to see some other other guys really step up. The Nets are playing mostly small ball. That may work, uh, depending on how things go. We saw that you know in. Houston, when James Harden was kind of running the show, I mean the Rockets went small, and they were able to maximize their ability to score and shoot all shoot threes. So as a team, the Nets didn't shoot they didn't shoot that great from three pointer yesterday, um, and they're gonna need that to pick up probably more so when they get into the late part of the season, uh, and it starts with just a better effort of you know creating quality looks, and I think that. Um, Yes, every guy on this team can make their own shot with Irving, Durant, and Harden. They're all capable of dropping shots and making things all the time. We saw some nice passes and chemistry between a couple of them at, at, you know, at various points. Uh, but it's, it's going to come down to their ability to feed off one each other, each other's strengths. And I think that Harden, you know, with his assist making and kind of way he facilitates, he's going to be the one to really... Uh, be the one like he, he can get his own basket yes um, but I think that he will be the one probably deferring a lot, a lot more um, trying to fit in this in this roster you know cover out a role in which you know I think he'll be comfortable whether he has a ball or not in his hands he'll be able to do a lot more things off the ball as well um, but Irving you know the way he plays if he's got it going then he'll really make it difficult for the for the opposition so you know the Nets do have a long way to go um, in terms of everything but in this game particularly you know Colin Sexton the Cleveland Cavaliers I mean, he just went off I mean he had 42 points he was hitting shots over Kyrie Irving I think at some point he hit over Durant I mean he was just making shots over everybody basically on the Brooklyn Nets um, and you know Colin Sexton is not someone who um, you know, he, he usually doesn't have this kind of scoring output. Um, he's gotten better, although, I would say, uh, since he's been in Cleveland. I mean, he's developed a nice kind of shot um, at times. Um, but, you know, the Nets just didn't play a good enough defense, to be honest, at times. But then again, he, he had it going. I mean, he was hot. I mean, he had 20 straight points in overtime. 
I mean, he had a game tying three over Kyrie Irving. So, you know, sometimes if a player gets that hot and they're playing at a high level, then, you know, you can't really stop them. And I think that the Nets have played a pretty good game. Uh, they just could not get some stops when they needed to get some stops. And their outside shooting kind of let them down in this one. But, you know, that's kind of expected because, you know, first time all three of them playing together, trying to find out who does what best. Um, and I feel like, you know, Durant, um, you know, going forward, I think Durant is really going to make his mark on his team. I mean, he's already been doing it without Kyrie Irving um, before, you know, Kyrie was out. So it just comes down to, you know, how do these guys play when it's crunch time? That's the biggest thing to watch out for. Steve Nash has got to really be more creative probably in, in crafting out certain things because I think going forward, the Nets are going to have that situation where, you know, they're going to have late game situations and they're going to need a guy, they're going to need one guy to really emerge as that, like, go-to guy at the end of the game. And we know that Irving can do that, Durant can do that, and Harden can do that. But I believe, you know, Durant is the one that is going to have to do the most uh, when it's all said and done. You know, he he has that ability, we know, with his, his long wingspan to make any kind of shot. So it's going to be interesting to see how Steve Nash incorporates all of those attributes and styles of all these players and gets them to play more consistent basketball. You know, that's the biggest thing to watch out for. They have to get better in terms of, tur- of you know, not having too many turnovers. They had too many turnovers yesterday as well, which gave Cleveland actual opportunities to score. Cleveland had a lot, a lot of open shots, a lot of great open looks. So the defense was lacking in some areas. Um, and, you know, I think the Nets definitely have to attack more in the paint uh, because in the paint, Cleveland scored like 64 points in the paint. And Nets had like about, about 48 points in the paint. So it's all about the Nets being better inside. And their rebounding was okay. I mean, they were able to out-rebound Cleveland by a couple. Um, but I don't know if that will continue, to be honest, because, you know, they need to be able to maximize those uh, rebounds and be able to, you know, have extra possessions overall. Their defense has been a little bit of a concern early on. Um, I think out of all the 16 games they played, I think there's only like one game where they held like their opponent under like under like 100 points. I think that's, yeah, I think that's what it is. I think they've only been able to like hold one opponent or two opponents maybe to under 100 points this season. Everything else has been a high scoring affair. Um, so you know, time will tell if they can get get it fixed. I mean, they do have uh, you know Durant and Harden who have been pretty good defensively. Harden's been much better as of late. And Durant can lock in and play pretty good defense as well. So let's see how they kind of make it work because, you know, they can outshoot anybody pretty much on, you know, they're, they're playing. They can win with their scoring. Um, but, you know, can it sustain over this season remains to be seen. Um, I still, you know, believe that defense wins championships. I think most people probably have that same kind of thinking. Although the game has evolved so much that you know, we saw Golden State pretty much win with a with a small ball kind of offense kind of lineup with you know Curry and Thompson, just shooting the lights out of everybody pretty much back then in 2016-2017. Um, so maybe it can be done, uh, but time will tell because you know 
when the game slows down um, and be able to run your sets, uh, it comes down to execution and the Nets definitely have a lot of work to do. I think they'll be playing Cleveland again sooner enough, so uh, they have a ways to go. I mean, they're obviously the favorites right now in the East. Um, I think Philadelphia is right there, maybe behind them. Uh, but it remains to be seen how well things kind of shape out, you know, because Philly and Boston are also um, in the mix for a lot of things as well um, going forward in the Eastern Conference. So that brings me to the game that also took place yesterday was between the Philadelphia 76ers and the Boston Celtics. This was their first regular season matchup. Jason Tatum was not able to play due to um, health and safety protocols from COVID. Um, so, you know, kind of a little bit bummer that he, could, he couldn't play, but the Sixers and the Celtics squared off yesterday, and it was still a pretty good game, uh, all things considered, as both teams are definitely, you know, a little bit more experienced, a little bit more, I mean, they don't have, they have talent that's emerging, we know, they have decent talent, it's all about how can they, they perform in the postseason. But yesterday, uh, the Sixers were able to defeat the Boston Celtics 117 to 109. Um, both teams played a good game overall, I think, to be honest. I really wish Boston had Jason Tatum because he would have been able to make, you know, more shots. Maybe been able to make more shots. Um, maybe when they needed it the most in the fourth quarter. Um, but, you know, he will be back hopefully soon and the Boston definitely needs him to go as far as they want to go this year. Uh, you know, Philadelphia really stepped it up, I think I would say, in the fourth quarter of this game. I mean, it was a back-and-forth kind of game. Uh, I mean, Boston was playing pretty well with all things considered, uh, but Philadelphia rose up in the fourth quarter, outscored the Boston Celtics 31-17 to in the quarter. Boston has 16 turnovers as a team. Um, you know... Kemba Walker had a nice game, 19 points. Uh, Marcus Smart had 25. Jalen Brown with 26. But both guys definitely missed a lot of quality looks, quality shots um, in this game, especially down the stretch, which they could have maybe made, you know caught up to the Sixers and made it pretty interesting. Uh, but they missed those kind of shots, so they still put up nice numbers. But you know, it wasn't kind of the performance that they needed. In terms of like lay down the stretch, they couldn't not hit those three pointers on the outside. Uh, Daniel Thies, their center, played pretty well. He had 23 points overall. Um, but you know, otherwise, you know, it was just a, a pretty good effort by Joel and Bead. And you know, he had 42 points, and Bead has been playing at a high level so far to start the season off. Seems like Doc Rivers kind of coaching, his style has gotten in B to play pretty well early on. I mean, he had another big game yesterday. Um, he's buying in with the time and the effort uh, to be consistent with his scoring, his ability. I would just say this, I think Ben Simmons only having five shots, that isn't going to work. Now, the people who say that Ben Simmons is great defensively and can do other things pretty well in terms of assist, rebounding, defense, that's all great. It's truly all great. But you got to be able to score. you got to be able to score. 
And just because the Sixers added shooters around Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid does not mean that Simmons is, is absolved from shooting the basketball. He's got to shoot the basketball. He's got to make shots. He got to the free throw line, which is fine. But you got to take shots. How else are you going to know what kind of player you're going to be offensively if you don't take shots? Five shots only? Now, Danny Green can give you, you know, 14-15 a night. Um, you know, you can get scoring from anywhere else, yes. But you got to be able to shoot the basketball. You're a point guard. You've been paid so much money. Your defense and rebounding, they missed last year. I get it in the bubble. They especially missed it. But you got to be able to score. Take three-pointers. Do something different. Because whatever the Sixers have done with Simmons so far throughout his career there hasn't been a pressure on him to shoot the basketball as much and yes he's shown flashes at times of playing great defense and being a consistent rebounder we, we know that but come on gotta score the basketball he's gotta drive to the lane try to make shots now Doc Rivers did say that you know he's not gonna force you know Simmons to play out of his style and things like that I get it but if there's anybody who can try to get Simmons to shoot the basketball more, it's Doc Rivers. You gotta play better. I mean, you cannot have like these kind of games that you're having. And maybe I'm exaggerating just a little bit, but you know Simmons has been able to put up good numbers in the regular season, right? At times, he's been able to score uh, pretty good at times. Uh, in terms of, you know, he's been able to put up points. I'm not saying he hasn't scored in the past, but I look at Simmons and I feel like, you know, he obviously came back from injury and it's going to take time for him to get in his rhythm, but he's got to be able to shoot the basketball, be more effective, because they cannot all rely on Joel Embiid to be this way all season long. We hope that Joel Embiid can keep playing like this in the entire season. We hope he does. But we need Simmons to step up and play better, especially. Tobias Harris is playing pretty good right now. Doc Rivers, you know, previously coached him in Philadelphia. So, uh, sorry, in, in in the Clippers. So Tobias Harris had 22 points yesterday. I think 22 points yesterday. Uh, he looked pretty good. He has to keep that consistent scoring up. Um, that bench of Philadelphia with Shake Milton and, and Tybulle. They need to make more of an impact um, on the bench in terms of bench production and scoring overall. Um, and Tyrese Maxey, the uh, draft pick, you know, from Kentucky, he's someone I was really high on. He's going through his little bit of his growing pains right now in terms of playing and being effective, um, but he has to come along well. So Philadelphia definitely needs their shooters to be better going forward, and Bead is playing at a high level. We hope that continues because they need him to be successful. But in terms of Ben Simmons and the way he's been playing as of late, great guy, great size, everything. You just got to be more aggressive. You won this game, but at some point, if you're on the floor and if you can't hit a shot when your teammate needs to hit a shot from the outside, then it's going to be a problem. So hopefully Doc Rivers is able to keep finding a way to get this uh, get this roster playing the better you know if Simmons is on the court he needs shooters around him he can dish he can rebound but if he's got to make a shot I don't know I don't have much confidence in him right now uh, of, of being a consistent scorer 
And if he wants to elevate to the next level, he's got to be able to be great on the offensive side of the ball as well. He's got to get better somehow in that. Um, Because if he does that, then he could probably become really dominant as a player uh, with all his tangibles. So being aggressive, getting to the free throw line, getting your own shot, something that Simmons has to do. He's been playing pretty well these past three, four, five seasons, you know, trying to get, uh, you know, he has had impact in many variety of other ways. But I really feel like this year with, with the team that they've assembled, um, Joe, uh, you know, Ben Simmons has to bring more of an effort, more of an energized performance the way that Joel Embiid is playing right now for Philadelphia. So in this segment, I want to preview the 2020 AFC Championship game that will be taking place on Sunday, January 21 or 22, something like that. No, today's the 21. Happening this Sunday, pretty much. Um, It's going to be epic, no doubt. 24th. Yeah, 24th, I think. (laughs) Um... So that game between the Chiefs and the Bills will be happening on Sunday evening at 6.40. Should be a great contest, a great game of two teams that have definitely earned their way to this game. And the Chiefs are, I think, one of the first teams ever, maybe, you know, others before. But I think they're one of the first teams, I think, to have hosted three straight AFC Championship games, um, you know, in their in their stadium, and so we know that Arrowhead will have a decent amount of crowd, um, and this game is obviously huge as the trip to the Super Bowl is on the line. Now, the biggest thing to really kind of watch out for in this game is obviously Patrick Mahomes' health going into this game seems like all the reports have come through good he is practicing he is participating so i'm really hopeful he'll play um because the chiefs definitely need him um in this game uh to deliver more so than people realize based on based on the way that things have kind of looked the way things have been looking recently um in the playoffs anything can happen and the chiefs definitely need their star quarterback to be ready to go this will be a really good game um, for a lot of different reasons but one of the reasons why I'm really interested in seeing how this plays out is because both offenses are pretty um, high scoring pretty effective in what they do the Bills obviously we've seen what they've been able to do all season long uh, their offense has been able to show up and play well at times so far during this postseason but there is no better test no better platform to really show how much that offense is going to be great um, than facing the Chiefs and, you know, that defense um, who's obviously looking to build upon the kind of momentum they established against the Cleveland Browns in the previous week. So a lot is on the line um, for the Bills. Obviously, we know that they have developed and drafted talent over the years, doing an excellent job with Sean McDermott 
bring about a winning culture there. And now we're going to see if they are ready enough to give the Chiefs an actual challenge in this AFC Championship game. So you look at it, um, you know, assuming that Patrick Mahomes is healthy and good to go in this game, I mean, he will have to be at his best because the Bills will want to be physical, be able to contain him, to get hits on him if he plays. That's, you know, the mind of a defense. They want to be able to injure you, limit you, make sure that you don't get what you have to do. So Mahomes, if he does play, uh, the Chiefs definitely need to, you know, really get that offensive line, the running backs to really be on the same page of protecting their star quarterback when he is breaking the pocket or when he's in the pocket. That will be a crucial, crucial element in this game. Um, Can the Chiefs kind of deal with the physicality of the Bills? Um, Because I think that's the kind of game the Bills may play under Leslie Frazier, their defensive coordinator, in this game. Now, as I mentioned probably before, uh, this is a huge game also for Josh Allen. I was not high on Josh Allen, I have to admit. I didn't really think he was going to be a good quarterback, or I didn't think he was going to be this good quarterback early on. Uh, I never have kind of liked Josh Allen from the only standpoint of me just being kind of a little bit uh, emotional. Not emotional, but I would just say like, you know, about the whole New York thing and that comment and everything like that. But aside, you know, I just felt like Josh Allen was put in the right situation. Um, you know, got the right talent around him. They drafted, or they traded, sorry, for Stefan Diggs. And the kind of things that he is doing this season, I mean, it's been pretty remarkable. He has proven to be an excellent quarterback thus far in his NFL career compared to Baker Mayfield, compared to Sam Darnold um, and Lamar Jackson to a certain extent. But this is a big platform from Josh Allen, you know. This defense has definitely been uh, strong. Um, they've shown up and they have had to show up. Um, but what I'm really interested to watch is how does Josh Allen perform, you know, if the game is on the line late in this game and he has the ball in his hands. If he has that situation, you know, you know he, done, he, you know, he did against some teams earlier in the regular season, but this is the playoffs we're talking about and we're talking about going up against the defending Super Bowl champion, the Kansas City Chiefs. You know, can Josh Allen deliver when the game is on the line? You know, will he have the ball in his hands to be able to prove, you know, why he's one of those best emerging quarterbacks in the game? That's what I'm really looking forward to seeing is if he has a chance to win this game for the Buffalo Bills, will he be able to deliver in that moment or will he fall, will he, will he, you know, falter under the pressure and, and not perform um, and make the plays that he has to make to win this game. Because I'll admit this, the Chiefs are vulnerable. They have been vulnerable more so than people realize this season. Yes, they went 14-2 and and Mahomes and this offense is pretty electric. But there's been some games here and there the Chiefs have struggled to score points. Their defense struggled to make an impact. And of course, they always rise up to the occasion when it's postseason time. But I will tell you this, if the Bills get off to a lead... They get up to a lead in this game. I think the Chiefs will be in trouble. Um, if they get behind by 10 or 11 points to the Buffalo Bills, the Chiefs will be in trouble in this game. Even though they can probably come back, the Buffalo Bills playing from ahead, playing with with their kind of style and pace, but not both of the Chiefs. So, you know, 
it's going to be interesting to watch which team really gets their playing style going on early on. Which team is able to make those adjustments early on. Uh, and which coach really steps up. Because we know Andy Reid has had plenty of experience in the, in the you know, conference championships. Uh, McDermott is, you know, a really good, solid coach. You know, can he make the right decisions? Can he push the right buttons on his team? Will be something to watch. Now, both teams did play back in week six of the regular season in which the Chiefs won 26-17. to That was at Buffalo. And in that game, the Chiefs ran the ball for about 245 yards on the ground. Mahomes had a couple of touchdowns. It was back and forth in the first half, but then the Chiefs you know, were able to make some timely plays, had some timely possessions. Harrison uh, Butker, their field goal kicker, made some key, uh, key, you know, key field goals in that game to keep them ahead. And the Chiefs just kind of rode it out. They, you know, they played from the, with the lead in the second half. And um, this was the game where like Josh Allen really didn't have a good game at all. I mean, it wasn't bad, but it wasn't great. You know, he didn't do enough in that game. I think he had a really low passer rating, completion percentage. I think 122 yards passing. So, you know, that's why I'm saying with all things I've, I've felt about Josh Allen, you know, based on how last time he looked against the Chiefs, this time around with, with the Buffalo Bills being hot, having momentum um, heading into this game with the way they've looked, uh, this is a chance for Josh Allen to really make his mark for the Bills to make a mark um, in, the, in the conference championship game and the NFL postseason. I think, like I said, the adjustments and possessions in this game will be a defining thing in this game. It will be a defining storyline in this game. Whichever team is able to maximize the possessions they have will win this game. Whichever team is able to get a turnover or two will be in better position. It could be a high-scoring game between these two quarterbacks. It's very, very possible. Um, but it's going to come down to adjustments. It's going to come down to certain moments. And we've seen Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs be able to come up in big moments in last year's postseason when they were able to come back from you know 24 and 21 down 10 down uh, in the Super Bowl they were down so seeing the Chiefs come up and like make moments so the Buffalo Bills we don't know yet we don't know yet if they're going to be able to handle the Chiefs if they get behind you know we're going to find out what they're really made of um, this is a very true test I would say uh, for the Buffalo Bills this season because they've beating some quality opponents along the way um, but now this is a test that they've been waiting for and they're pretty confident in themselves as they should be because they do have a, a legit shot of winning this AFC title game and matching the Super Bowl so three keys for the Buffalo Bills to win this game thing number one as I have been kind of harping on for a little bit uh, Josh Allen needs to have a great game He's got to try to attack this Chiefs secondary often and early. Make accurate throws. Get the ball to your wide receiver, Stephon Diggs. Uh, they're probably going to double coverage Stephon Diggs quite a bit in this game. So Gabriel Davis, Cole Beasley, Dawson Knox, their tight end. These guys have to be the X factors for Josh Allen in the passing game. And he needs to be able to hit these guys in stride. And maximize their possessions. They have to maximize their possessions. I'll say it again. Josh Allen got to be able to throw touchdowns. They cannot sell for field goals. 
Uh, if they have to sell for field goals, they will. But I think they just have to be able to score early and often because no lead is safe against the Kansas City Chiefs. Number two for the Buffalo Bills, they have to establish a running game. I cannot emphasize that there enough. Yes, they've won two playoff games in which their running game wasn't that much of a factor. I mean, against the Colts, they were okay enough. But then against the Ravens last week, nothing really because the Ravens defense was so stout. Look at the Kansas City Chiefs. That pass rush, that defensive line, if you want to slow them down to a certain extent, you got to run the football. Uh, they got to establish the running game early and often. Josh Allen can fling the football. We know that. He can, he can definitely make the throws. But in this game, it's going to come down to trying to limit the Chiefs in terms of their possessions. And if the Bills can find some kind of running game with Moss and Singletary, uh, they will be in better hands in this game. Because they have to be able to ball control against the Chiefs. I don't know if they can win a shootout with the Chiefs. It's possible they could. But the formula for the, for the Buffalo Bills... One of the formulas in this game is to try to control the pace, not have the Chiefs on the field a whole lot, too much, to be honest, because the more the Chiefs are on the on the field, the more drives they get, the more they're going to score, or are likely to score. So the running game for the Buffalo Bills has to be a big priority. And number three, this Buffalo defense has been pretty exceptional in the first two playoff games they've played. They have been one of the biggest strengths of this team this season. Leslie Frazier, the defensive coordinator, has done a tremendous job of getting these guys to play physical, great in coverage. They were able to make some turnovers last week or get that you know that pick six they got last week against Lamar Jackson. They have to be able to be physical with Mahomes. If he's in open space, they gotta tackle him, gotta get him to the ground. Um, they do have to limit the Chiefs in terms of their offensive plays, their big plays down the field. They got to focus on Tyreek Hill most likely and try to take away him and Kelsey. Force Mahomes to throw the ball elsewhere. Make him improvise. Get him off his spot. And definitely if they try to blitz Patrick Mahomes, they got to be able to hit on the sacks and get the Chiefs out of their positions. The field position in this game will be important. And the Bills definitely have to step up and make plays. Their pass rush has to be effective. And their secondary needs to be opportunistic really challenging the Chiefs of wide receivers down the field in order to get turnovers and break up those long passes that Mahomes may make in the game. So now the three keys for the Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes to win this game. Number one, Mahomes, hopefully he's healthy. He will be, be able to play in this game. You know, Chad Henney is a great story last week. We don't want to see him play in this big-time game. Uh, I don't think he will play in this big-time game, but you never know. So, but all things considered, Patrick Mahomes needs to be at his best. He needs to get the ball out quickly and officially into his wide receivers uh, because the Bills will try to pressure him a lot in this game, no doubt. Uh, and he's got to avoid taking big hits. Mahomes loves to break the pocket sometimes and go for those big runs. He cannot get himself hit in this game. Too much because that will not be a good thing for the Chiefs as a whole. He needs to be able to, to trust his supporting cast to make plays, get, get them the ball in space, let them do their thing, but don't take any unnecessary hits, unnecessary shots in this game. 
because that's the kind of game the Bills may or may not want to play in this game. Being physical at the line of scrimmage, trying to get to him, get some hits on him. He's going to have to be smart with the football and definitely accurate with the football. Dink, you know, they might have to dink and dunk a lot maybe against the Buffalo Bills to make sure that their defense doesn't you know, go all out blitz or after them. He, they got to be able to hit on some throws. Kelsey, Hardman, you know, they're two guys definitely watching this game for sure. Number two, the Chiefs running game needs to do a good job of getting off to a good start. I've been harping about the Chiefs running game as I've been harping about the Buffalo Bills running game. I think the Chiefs, last time they ran the ball so well against Buffalo, you got to do the same thing again somehow or try to replicate that running game against the Buffalo Bills. The Colts were able to run the football well against the Buffalo Bills to a certain extent. The Ravens were not able to do so at all. So when I look at it, if the Chiefs can get you know Daryl Williams going, Edwards Hilaire going, Le'Veon Bell going, get them touches, get them carries, the Chiefs will be much better off because the offensive line will then be able to really do a good job of not only creating lanes and protecting Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes can fling the football just as well as Josh Allen. More better than Josh Allen has proven to this point. But we know that the Chiefs get too reliant on Mahomes two times. Like there's, there's many games here and there you'll see Mahomes have too many you know, pass attempts and throws because they love to just outscore your, their opponent with, all, with their offense, which is great. Gotta have a balance although. So postseason time you got to run the football, control the clock. Don't let the Bills get too many opportunities to score as well. So the Chiefs got to run the football. Keep their, you know, keep it easy for Patrick Mahomes in terms of third down situations, short throws. If they can run the football, they will open up a lot more things in the passing game. So if they can run the football effectively, the Chiefs, uh, the Buffalo Bills will try to, you know, stack the box, force Mahomes to throw the football. And play action, Mahomes can definitely deliver a lot of good balls. So that is a really big point for the Chiefs in this game is to run the football, try to establish it early, protect your quarterback, and let him do his thing, let him kind of get himself comfortable as the game goes along so he can be at his full strength when they need him the most in the fourth quarter. And number three, I will say this. The Chiefs defense yesterday, uh, last week, I would say, against the Cleveland Browns, you know, they were out, you know, that was a really tight game in the fourth quarter. We know that Mahomes, you know, wasn't able to finish. That Chiefs defense stepped up in a couple of big spots. Um, you know, their defense, a couple of big spots to, you know, hold the Browns, uh, you know, off from scoring again. So in this game, the Chiefs defense has to be able to do the same thing. They got to be able to, to compete hard. They cannot give the Buffalo Bills... Um, easy plays down the field. They cannot let Josh Allen make throw after throw after throw to Stephon Diggs and his wide receivers. They have to force Josh Allen to improvise, to get off his spot. Uh, they got to pressure Josh Allen the way that the Ravens were able to do so kind of last week. And like I said, Allen did not light it up last week against the Ravens, but he did just enough to win the game. So the Chiefs, same kind of thing. They got to be able to use that pass rush, try to challenge this Bills offensive line. And I think if the Chiefs are able to generate pressure on Josh Allen, the offensive line, it will definitely do a lot of big things for uh, their secondary. Because we know that their secondary is a little bit short thin at sometimes. You know, you have 
you know, Tyron Matthew back there. Um, but, you know, they don't have that kind of cornerback kind of coverage that, you know, you expect. So it really comes down to the Chiefs defense setting the tone early on, trying to force the Bills to sell field goals. The Chiefs defense cannot break too much in this game. They have to be able to bend, hold the, hold the Bills to field goals, try to get after Josh Allen, force third down and long situations basically against the Buffalo Bills by shutting down the running game, taking away the short passing game, and forcing Allen to throw it deep. Um, and that defense has to be opportunistic. Matthew is somebody who definitely will be have a big impact in this game. I expect him to be a, a factor, especially if this game gets close. That secondary will be a big matchup in this game. The Bills wide receivers against the Kansas City Chiefs secondary. So when it's all said and done, my pick to come out of the AFC is the Kansas City Chiefs. I think it will be a great game. I think it will go back and forth. I just have a feeling, I have a hunch, that Patrick Mahomes is going to be able to do a lot more things than Lamar Jackson did. And Mahomes has been doing it quite a bit over his career so far. I think he will rise to the occasion. I think it will not be pretty for Mahomes early on maybe. He may struggle to some extent. But I expect Patrick Mahomes to get this game uh, for the Kansas City Chiefs. I think he will put them in a position to win this game. I think he will score. um, Not leaving too much time for Josh Allen in this game. And I think the Chiefs win this game. Um, I think Andy Reid's experience, this defense, um, and the overall playmaking ability of the, the, you know, the Chiefs offense is going to be able to get them in a position to win this game. I think they will win this game. I think Mahomes, you know, gets it going in the fourth quarter, puts them ahead, leaving very little time for Josh Allen. And even if Allen does have some time left in this game, I do not believe he'll get it done. Um, I've kind of picked against him quite a bit, you know, here and there this season. I'm going to go against him again one more time. Um, I think Mahomes and the Chiefs win, and they advance to Super Bowl. Uh, they advance to the Super Bowl. Uh, and, you know, it will be a good game, for no, no doubt. It's a night game on Sunday. Should be epic, should be fun. Um, but I think all in all, you know, Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, I, I just trust them to come through. This is obviously a big spot for them. Uh, now, they haven't had a whole lot of practice time. I mean, here and there, Mahomes is practicing, so he'll be limited to a certain extent. But Andy Reid, the way he was really gutsy last week with the, his play calling and, and, you know, the way he kind of ran things when Mahomes went out, I trust him to be really good in this game, um, and they will get it done against the Buffalo Bills on Sunday.